What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, Wealth Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. Have you been looking into this infinite banking concept and saying, how do I get my business involved? I've been doing this personally. I've insured myself, but my spouse, my kids, but how do I get to this level three thing you guys talk about where you're, you're insuring business partners, investors, maybe people who work in your business. Today's episode, as we go back into the Becoming Your Own Banker book series, the one that we recorded back in 2019, 2020, we're going to break down the equipment financing section. This is one of those things where just three years ago, we were looking at this and the interest rates to finance equipment when Nelson wrote this in 2000 were really, really high. But three years ago, we were like, oh man, these interest rates are way out of whack. But now most of us know as we are buying things and having to finance things corporately, the interest rates have creeped back up, haven't they? Today, man, you may have an opportunity as you listen to this to say, here's how I can get my business involved. If you've got equipment purchases coming your way, you got vehicle purchases for your business coming up, maybe this section today is going to give you the insight of how maybe you can start insuring maybe business partners, insuring key people in the business, and then personally, personally being the finance engine for those big equipment purchases, those big vehicle purchases, those big ticket items that now you can have the business paying you a safe but higher rate of return than maybe you've been using out there to get um, return on your money. So this is going to be an interesting section for you. Excited for you to listen to it. Let's jump in right now to part 11 in our Becoming Your Own Banker book series with Nelson Nash. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now, here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. I think this is a great section because Nelson is speaking to an entrepreneur right here. He's literally talking to us. He's Absolutely. saying, okay, knuckleheads, you're good at making money, but you're not so good at keeping it. And, <laughs> and, and he, he takes people through. And I, I will say the first probably 20 times I went through this, and if you go and listen to a lot of other commentary on this section, Joey, there's one thing I think is often overlooked. And it is the conversation that Nelson is having with this entrepreneur, which we later found out was a nephew of his. It doesn't show it in the book, but that was just some of those sidebar conversations we were having. And he would tell us this, but he's really early on, he's having a conversation with his nephew and saying, okay, I know you're making good money, 
you're in the logging business. I was in the forestry business. I know how life will go. You'll be 65 before you know it. You'll be tired. You won't want to keep doing this business, but yet you won't have an income stream. You're not like your dad who maybe worked at a company and had a pension plan. Right. You better start taking some money and setting it off to the side. And that is often overlooked about this chapter, Joey. Oh, yeah, no doubt. This guy's 30 years old at the time of the conversation. So he's lived enough to realize that, man, I love what I'm doing. I'm kind of fired up. But at the same time, like, does this does this continue on forever? Like, there's got to be a way out. And I love how Nelson kind of walked him through in a logical format. So he starts with something as simple as, okay, you got to put some money away. Let's just see what $40,000 a year would do for you for the next four years. Let's just look. I mean, don't look really, really far in the, in the future. Just give me four years. Okay. So he gives him a small bite and he says, what does that four years at 40,000 a year, if you can just set that aside, what will this policy produce for you? Yeah. I mean, and, well, it, when you think about that, I mean, the, in, the financial institutions, the large corporations, they use insurance companies to create pension plans. And those are usually right. built under annuities. So a life insurance policy could be created in a way that would spit out an income stream very similar to an annuity. And, and he did. He, like you said, he just showed him four years. Now, we know Nelson. There was no way <laughs> Nelson would have ever wanted him to only save money for four years because one of his first things in the whole process of infinite banking, he has uh, several principles, but the very first one was always, you got to think long long range. But in this part, he he knew he was talking to a 30 year old logger. He knew he, he, he was just trying to get him to take one small bite. He was biting into an elephant, right? And just didn't (laughs) want him to be overwhelmed. And he says, four years, do this for four years. And when you turn 65, let me show you, like, you want to look at what your friends are going to do. They're going to want to retire from their, from their fancy corporation jobs. And they're going to have some sort of pension plan with that business. Now this is mind you back in the early eighties. I know knows we're listening to this now in the uh, 2020s. We're like pensions. What's that? <laughs> you have to, yeah, we don't know how to spell pension. You have to go to Google to figure out what that means. But he's saying, look, I can help you build one of these with just four years of income, uh, taking a portion of that and putting it in here. It can spit out $92,000 a year for you for almost 20 years. And still, he would have a good deal of money. He could keep going, but he just, he just showed him to age 85 because in the early 80s, I mean, 84, 85, most people long gone by that time. Well, I got to imagine that at least at that point, he's got the logger's attention, right? Yeah. Hey, okay. Can you, can you get this far? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm paying attention. Yeah. Then what does he do? Well, from that point on, then he starts to say, okay, I'm going to quote it from the, from the actual book too. He, he says on page 52 at the bottom, everyone should be in two businesses, the one in which you make your living and the other one should be the banking business that finance, finances whatever you do for a living. Of the two businesses, banking is the most important. And he, he said that to him, Joey, for a very specific reason. is because he knew that he had a lot of heavy equipment that he was using in his logging business and was spending a lot of money every single month to pay for that stuff. 
Yeah, in fact, um, he gives us an example of just one truck. And this is on page 52. He talks about how the finance company is charging, the, well, first of all, there's $65,000 for each truck. He's putting some money down. He's financing 52,600 for four years. So each payment is about $1,500 per month. So imagine that when we talk about cash flow, Russ, we're talking about the cash flows that already exist in people's lives that are going away from them and not coming towards them. And this is a great example where, again, just think about this in your life right now. You want to be able to save money, but sometimes it's hard to even see where you have excess savings because the money is constantly flowing away from you. Well, how many times, Joey, do we have um, one of our coaches tell us they got off the phone with somebody and they were going through their, their financial picture. Initially, the person could see just this small speck. I remember to a young, uh, more, more stallion-like stallion <laughs> 15 years ago when you and I were talking almost, I guess. 11 years ago, whenever it was, and and you could see a very small speck of what this looked like. But then through just going through their financial picture, just like Nelson is starting to do with, with his nephew, start looking at, hey, I know you, you, you can put some money off the side, but let's look over here too a little closer. What else you got going on? Oh, you got $1,500 a month going out the door every single month for one of these big logging trucks. How many of those logging trucks you got? Oh, I got four of those trucks. Ah, <laughs> you got anything else? Oh yeah, I got two big tractors. Ooh, how, what what about a? Oh, I've got a big tree shear. Huh? How much does that cost you? That's about sixteen thousand dollars a month. You could just see the wheels in Nelson's head, just just starting to get him to spend because once he he gets him talking about where the money's going, now he can start saying, "Let me teach you about the banking function." Just like I said a second ago, let me show you why you should be in two businesses and the banking business is the most important. And by the way, just as a sidebar here, Russ, when I read this book for the first time, maybe the first couple times, th when I got to this point, it was kind of like I finally said, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I buy in to the idea of being in the banking business because up to this point, I think I was just kind of like, yeah, I like this life insurance thing. It's safe. It's predictable. It's tax free. It's got all these things I like about it, but I just don't, I don't quite get this whole idea of the banking function. Like it almost sounded to me like this big heavy gate that I had to figure out, you know, how to do paperwork and keep up with all the loans and this and that. Like, it seemed like too much to worry about. You know me, like if it's, if it gets beyond a certain level, I'm just like, I'm tapped out. You know, I'm, well, not, I'm you, not doing that. Imagine the nephew, the logger, right? Imagine, I mean, I, I know a couple people have been in this industry and are in this industry and they're sophisticated individuals in their own way, right? But a lot of them, at least the common thing that I have found through those conversations is they just love the simplicity of the work that they're doing. Absolutely. They love getting outdoors. They love using their hands. They know I can cut a tree down. I can take the tree. I can sell it over here. Here's the, here's the delta between, right? They don't want to get caught up in the minutiae. Well, can you imagine him explaining some of these simple things 
and 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 that that would probably have been a concern to his nephew. Like, do am I gonna have to do a bunch of paperwork? Because I don't want to do a bunch of paperwork. And he he's gonna quickly show him, no, you don't have to do a bunch of paperwork, but let me show you the value Absolutely. of what we're talking about. Yeah, and that that's what I was gonna say. That was the light bulb for me. It was like I can't afford not to figure this out. And yeah. I think that was that was a realization I came to. All right. So he 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 quickly uncovers after talking to his nephew that he's got $16,000 a month going out the door and principal and interest for all of this heavy equipment. And he says, all right, let's just break down one of those things. Let's just start with this truck that Joey just explained. You got a truck that you're buying this big, huge, imagine these big, huge Peterbilt 18 wheeler type trucks you see carrying uh, long logs on. So how much one of those costs? Cost 65,000. Okay. And he says, well, you know, how much of that you typically finance? He said about 52000 and my payment's $1,500 a month. Now, granted, this is the early 80s, so don't get caught up in interest rates yet. All right. I know that sometimes people can get hung up in that. But he's just using the time frame that he's in. And he says, all right, well, $1,500 a month, and you pay for this every four years, and then you get a new one, right? And the guy goes, yeah. I mean, I got 400,000 miles on it, and that thing is thing's wore beat out. up. Yeah. Yeah, it, I need a new one. And so he's, he's showing him, okay, you've got this $1,500 a month outlay, and the majority of that payment, 27, not the majority, but 27% of that payment is actually interest alone because he, he pulled out the financial statement and started looking through it. He said, did you know that – the insurance companies that I'm showing you over here with saving this money are the same financial institutions that that company that you're borrowing the money from, whatever that finance company, the bank, they're getting their money from the insurance company to loan it to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like just knowing Nelson, like he would stop right then and have taken a sip of coffee. And just no, waited but, to see no, but he wouldn't, he wouldn't have taken a sip, Russ. <laughs> Think about it. Nelson, this sidebar too. I'm sorry if I'm getting people off. When Nelson would be at our office, he would always get a fresh cup of coffee and he would sit there and talk and he'd never take a sip, but he'd bring the cup up to his lips like he was going to. And then he set it down and start talking again. I guarantee you that, that, uh, he never got a, a warm cup of coffee. Well, I, I, but he loved to stop. He loved <laughs> to make you think and him, whether taking the sip or not was a way to ensure that he was not going to talk and it was going to cause you to get your wheels turning. And that's what I can just imagine him doing right at that point with his nephew is that he, he shows him, did you know that the financial institution that you're borrowing money from is the exact same company that you're going to put $25,000 a year in? Now, who do you guess is given who's paying for this whole thing to work? <laughs> you know, like yeah. they're going to make money because it's not theirs. Finance companies don't have money. They go buy blocks of cash. A lot of times from large insurance companies, they mark it up just like any other retail establishment and they farm it out to you. So out of that $1,500 a month, you're paying them a good chunk of that. They're going to keep and the rest of it. They're going to forward back to, this insurance company over here. Well, just like any good entrepreneur, he starts to put together the pieces here, right? He says, wait a minute, one plus one equals two. There's somebody over here that has the money. There's somebody between me and the money and they're charging me more for it. 
wait yeah. a minute. Well, and so his what's his natural question is, well, could I borrow the money to to buy a new truck with it? Yeah, could I find you, it's a new truck with, with with that money from the insurance company can, instead of them? Can I just go straight to the same insurance <laughs> company and borrow the money from them and not borrow it from the finance company and ha- pay the pay the markup? Yeah, he says, of course he can borrow it. And I think I love that because it's kind of like, wait a minute, I'm starting to be empowered here, which I love that because we're always talking about your first step to financial freedom is what? Take control of your finances. Don't allow someone else to be in the position of banking for you. You can do it just as easily as they can and you can benefit from it. So anyway, that. Yeah, don't abdicate your responsibility to somebody else. He says, yep. of course you can borrow the money because policyholders are first in line to the pool of cash that, get this, must, must be lent by the insurance companies. The yeah, insurance trying- company has to put that money to work somewhere. They don't put it in speculative things like stocks. They have to put it to work. They literally put money to work and things that create cash flow on a monthly basis. Shocking that we resonate so much with insurance companies because they're trying to create monthly cash flows. That's what we're trying to do as entrepreneurs. We're trying to create passive income streams. We align so well with them. And I love this. So he's trying to say you as a policyholder would be first in line to get access to that money. And if you do, let me show you what would happen. So Joey, we, we flip over here. We, we, we said a second ago, we're recap. He was showing him an example where he's putting in $40,000 a year for four, for four years. years. Yeah. And at the end of four years, he has roughly $160,000. And he says, all right, let, let's just uh, pretend you didn't put another dollar in this. Now, this is back in 2000. This illustration was done. Now, we're 20 years from now. And, and we'll talk about this later on. But the illustrations today, obviously, rates have changed dramatically over the last 20 years. And so the same results won't happen. But don't get caught up in that. Just see, I want you to see what's happening because on a scale, they're still going to uh, pertain to today's examples. It's just, you're going to have to put a little more capital in to get the same results. So four years, he puts 40 grand in. He, he fast forwards down to the guy's age 65, right? That's 35 years. And he says, all right, let's show what you could take out of this every year and not reduce the capital in the, in the contract. And that was 92000 a year. All right, but if you've got this one truck here that you're paying $1,500 a month for that cost you $52,600, what if you went to the insurance company and took out $52,600, bought your truck, and then didn't steal the peas? <laughs> that goes back to a previous example, meaning That's right. that you didn't try to say, I'm going to give myself a deal. You just keep paying yourself back the $1,500 a month and allow that extra money that is going in there, this over and above what the insurance company would charge you for the money, to grow your capital, grow how much wealth you would have in there. What was the results, Joy? So he ends up at the same time frame, right? 36 years later, he starts pulling out $125,000 a year in that passive income from the very same policy just by running the purchase of that one truck every four years through his own policy. If you've listened to our show for any length of time, you've heard us talk about infinite banking and how we were able to use that concept to create over $50,000 a month in passive income. But it's just not that easy to figure out how does this all connect into my own personal system? 
Stallion. That's why we created the passive income operating system, bro. It shows you how to turn active income into passive income. It makes all the steps come together. If you would like to get access to it as a podcast listener, we've never given this away in public before. Go to whatswhatwallstreet.com forward slash P-I-O-S. There was nothing worse than walking into class when you're in school and the teacher saying, pop quiz day. Why? Because you were unprepared. Are you unprepared, though, for financial freedom? Don't be. Find out how close you are by taking our 30-second quiz at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash quiz. All right. So for real simple math, because we know that the, the numbers, the dollar figures will change, but that's, that's a little over 25% increase in his retirement income, right, or passive income from doing one truck through his system. Which, by the way, he had the cash flow going out, whether he used it in the policy or not. Yeah, did he True. work any harder to make this happen? Not a, not one cent more. Did, did he have to hard. take on any more risk? Not one piece of risk. No, absolutely not. So then you can only imagine what his his nephew started thinking about. Right, he's got him thinking now. <laughs> he's got him. He's taking him from. All right, I need to be saving. I know I need to have some reserves because if I don't, something one of these trucks gonna break down. Something's gonna happen. I'm on. I'm a. You know. I'm gonna get out of business. I'm gonna go through a COVID nineteen. Uh, there's gonna mm. be some crisis is gonna happen. I better have some savings. But then he starts showing him how this banking function works. He goes, wow, that's, that's good. Well, I, Nelson, Uncle Nelson, I got four of these trucks. What, what if I, could I buy two trucks through it? Yeah, so he takes him to the logical next step, right? The second truck gets put into the, the, the equation. And what happens again? Bang, another $25,000 in additional passive income at age 65. So now he's up to 150,000 because he's running two trucks through his policy. So his his income has gone from the first example if he just saved 40,000 a year for 4 years. And and in at age 65 he was going to produce 92,000 of income. So now he says, "Okay, well let's just take that same policy. Nothing nothing different about it except we're just going to use it. We're going to use it in the banking equation here." And now I'm going to be able to increase your income from 92,000 to 150. So I'm, I'm sitting here on my calculator. That's a 63% increase income just from running two of the trucks that you are already paying for through a financial institution and just cutting them out of the equation and doing yourself. That's powerful. Now I want to do sidebar here. So, we talked about adding additional risk. Does he add any risk? In fact, I would argue that he has reduced his risk dramatically Tell me okay? how. On, on two fronts. Number okay. one, he now has a death benefit that didn't exist before. We, we okay. sometimes, we some, I mean, we're, we're talking about life insurance every time, but sometimes it's hard for us to remember. The fact is the death benefit is almost like this cherry on top. We forget in this case, is his family more or less at risk when you add a $1.3 million death benefit that increases every single year from then on. Well, yeah, no, he's definitely <laughs> reduced his risk. I agree with you hundred percent. And that's a, the business that he's in is, you know, there, there is some risk, right? I mean, it happens, unfortunately, you know, wrecks oh, yeah. happen on the road with those big trucks, you know, trees fall and tractor accidents happen. Yeah. I, I, I would see like, 
he didn't do anything differently, and he added a million and a half, and ultimately a, a, a couple million dollars as you get further down in the examples to his but, family's bottom line once he does pass. Because he's going to pass at some point, whether it's going to happen early on or not. Right. But, but I think the bigger thing, the second thing that is even more pertinent right now today, think about this. You're in the tree business, the logging business. Fill in the blank. I don't care what business you're in. Do you have ebbs and flows in your business? Everybody does. 100%. Do you sometimes take on too much, bite off more than you can chew, learn from your mistakes, have to shrink back, whatever it might be? Absolutely. Today, exactly. So is he at more or less risk if for some reason cash flow gets really tight and he owes his banking company, his own finance company himself, his own banking company, policy the $1,500 a month or the finance company $1,500 a month for that piece of equipment oh and that sometimes is overlooked we had that discussion yesterday as we were doing a webinar for the land geek and that was a, a question and we, we talked about when we set up these insurance loans well, there is no required payment right I mean Nelson says if you borrow the money you need to pay it back you need to be honest banker with yourself but it is a prepayment of that death benefit. If I didn't pay it back, it would just come off the death benefit that my heirs would get. Now, if I don't pay it back, then that money's not available for me to then go borrow again for the next truck. And if I keep doing that for a long enough period of time, then I'm going to be back at square one. And, and I don't want to be back at square one. So I am encouraged to put it back in there, not out of fear, or not out of obligation, but because of want to grow, want to have more um, opportunities in the future. But that is definitely overlooked that the insurance policy loans are not structured. There is no monthly statement you get in the mail like you do with your mortgage every single month that says you owe this payment. They're not going to come, you know, take your insurance policy back because you didn't take, you didn't make your monthly payment. Now your loan repayment. Now we, we know that. And because we've been doing this for over 10 years, I mean, we were showing a policy I had was 10 years old yesterday on that webinar and I had $110,000 barred against and it's a little small policy but i still had a, over a hundred ten thousand dollar loan against it that and i i don't have to make a monthly payment on that that's right and i i just think that that's one of the the things that we again sometimes miss but it is so so powerful especially when those things happen to your business you cannot you cannot know for sure when these things happen nobody would have said, oh man, this COVID thing is going to happen this way at this time, but yet they're having to deal with it just the same way. We want to give you more freedom and more certainty and more flexibility. That's, that's what this is all about. Okay. Well, so let me ask back. you, Joey. So do you think as Nelson was teaching his nephew these things, his, his nephew started to see the light bulb Oh, no doubt. I mean, <laughs> he kept asking for the next one and the next one and the next one. Well, and every time you went on, and, and we could keep going through this. I mean, I, I want you to go get a copy of this book and you can look through the numbers. You can see how ultimately he got to a point where he had increased his income from 92000 all the way up to 225000 <laughs> I mean, that's, that's crazy. That's like over 150% that he'd increase his income just by just changing the direction in which his payments were going through. And yes, interest rates have changed today, but you and I see this and, and we know 
that we see clients who are using these policies, whether it to be buying an asset and taking that flow of income and now running it through here instead of a checking account and putting in something that's going to be losing um, money to inflation as time goes on. Or we've seen people, yeah, take over high interest rate debt. I mean, Joey, is it out of hand? To, the, this example, I think Nelson showed the, the commercial banking um, business was doing pretty well off of you. I think it was about a 15% loan. That's but right. Is it out of hand to find somebody right now who's paying 15 to 20% on something? Oh man, don't get me started on credit cards. Those things are just termites, man. They're just crushing. Okay, you say credit cards, but think uh, we, we have some builder clients of ours who uh, were super successful and ultimately end up selling their business. But in the, you know, just going back not even 10 years ago, we're borrowing money at 23% interest to buy land. Yeah, that's opportunity right there. They, they knew that the 23% was a drop in the bucket compared to what it was going to turn into. Right. So absolutely, they use yep. their policies for that. But what I'm saying is that high interest rates exist all over the place. And, you know, we, we were talking to Mitch Steven on our, on our podcast yesterday or doing a webinar with him. And he was saying that people uh, will go buy mobile homes or they'll go buy uh, couches and they'll finance them at 0% interest, you know, same as cash, you know, a $7,000 couch. And he's like, do you think the couch is really worth 7,000? <laughs> he's like, heck no, it ain't worth 7,000. What made it worth 7,000 is that they would be willing to stretch the payments out on that thing for three or four years, same as cash. <laughs> he's like, it, it's a $1,500 couch that they've done nothing more than give you the ability to pay for it in monthly payments. No different than every single mobile home that exists out there. He goes, when one of those mobile home par, uh, leaves the, the, uh, the brand new lot, it, no bank wants to finance that thing from that point forward. So he's like, the people that are in the private money business that want to lend money uh, to people to buy mobile homes, he's like, they can charge whatever they want to. And they can say it's same as cash. If it's worth really 15 grand, Man, I, uh, same as cash, thirty-five thousand over the next, you know, six years. <laughs> they can make up the numbers. But Absolutely, it doesn't matter. And I think that's where people miss it—that they get the financial noise today, and they think, "Oh, interest rates are low. I, man, I, it's worth me buying this new boat. I mean, they're gonna give it to me at a, at a steal <laughs> at three point four percent." Right. That's and I'm right. not saying that you shouldn't borrow money and I'm not saying take advantage of low interest rates, but don't, don't be confused that that rate doesn't necessarily tell you what the price of it is. Well, and, and, and I think that's a part what Nelson was getting through to his nephew here is that he was showing one, you got to be a good steward of money, better put some away, but also the banking function is, and if you can be a part of it, you can benefit from it. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say is if you're not convinced by looking at these examples that you need to be in the banking business and that this is the means to that end, the whole life policy specifically designed for high cash value, designed the way that our coaches are able to help you and walk you through this process. By the way, we're not even going to talk about the train wrecks of the deals that you and I have been dealing with and our coaches have been dealing with over the last couple of years when people call and say, hey, I bought one of them policies that y'all are talking about, and I just, I don't know, I just don't have any cash in it. Uh, are you sure that this, is, this works this way? 
And what happened, Russ? They're dealing with somebody that doesn't know they sell life insurance. They don't sell infinite banking, the, the process of banking that we're talking about well, in this example. Here, here's another thing. They may sell infinite banking, but how many of them are actually doing infinite banking? Yeah, exactly. And if you dug even below the surface, just a millimeter, you'd find it's just not the case. So one, I, I don't mean to scare anybody, but I want to make sure there's a disclaimer here that any old policy doesn't work like this. Okay. So you need to make sure you're, you're working with the right people. Um, and this, so shameless plug, you're ready to start on this. You need to give us a call, right? Free call wealthwithoutwallstreet.com freecall.wealthwithoutwallstreet.com and you can start one of these policies with one of our coaches the right way. So let's let's talk about this as we end Russ. This was an example of somebody taking over the cash flow that existed in the way of a debt that they were paying for their business. But we have seen numerous times over and over and over within our community people that have opportunity funds that are making huge returns on things that were right there the whole time. I can think about one of our clients who lent on a laundromat, right? That's because he had access to cash. This guy has a no-brainer laundromat opportunity. He didn't have the cash. And what happened? Bang, one of our clients is now reaping the benefits of that very, it was a short-term loan. But man, he was in the right place, had the access to cash. Well, you think about, we, we did a car loan not too many years ago for, <laughs> I don't even know what the interest rate is. I'm, I'm almost ashamed to, to even bring it up because when you do the ultimate math, it was in, it was about a hundred, couple hundred percent because we didn't put any of our money in the deal. We borrowed against our insurance policies, but yes, it, this is an opportunity. I'm going to read from the last page that we were covering here, which is page 63. Nelson says, this is an exercise in imagination, reason, logic, and prophecy. And he, he, he goes on to clarify, because we've talked about a lot of numbers, and, and there's sometimes people get hung up in numbers, and he says, look, none of the figures you're going to see here are set in concrete. They will vary with interest rates and how you treat the system. Your behavior in managing the system is the most important factor in the entire equation. And we know that to be true, that this is a tool. We interviewed Jay Massey, and I love the way he says this, that I can give you an expert tool, but that doesn't mean you will use them expertly. Mm. And that is the same thing that you were just getting across a second ago, is that you can buy this expert tool, but not see the same results as others. And we created a whole community, a whole subgroup in our community focused to all things in the infinite banking concept. And we invite you not only to reach out to one of our coaches, as Joey said before, but also come into our community. Go to um, community.wealthwithoutwallstreet.com and, and sign up. Get in there and, and get in the all things IBC community. Let's start helping you get closer to your ultimate objective, which is financial freedom. That's when we have more passive income than we have monthly expenses. And we're using expert tools expertly. So thank you so much for joining us today. Stallion, thanks for bringing it again from the, uh, the, the dorms of the closet in the Murray house. <laughs> this has been good. 
And I think we had a lot better audio. I came into the office today for this, and we hope that every one of you are staying healthy, and we always appreciate you. Uh, have an awesome day. See you on the next show. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.